It was finally springtime in Baltimore, which all I was excited about. I mean, just about everybody was excited about that. The weather was warming up. The birds were chirping. One of all his favorite things was actually watching the birds in their migration, which Ollie got to enjoy both in the spring and in the fall. But it's best in the spring because then the birds are arriving. And you could see them coming in their big swarms. But the, another thing that it was very, very, Ollie was very fond of this time of year was the flowers coming into bloom. And even some of the places that you don't think of as beautiful places, things like empty lots and, you know, blighted construction zones, yeah, they come alive with flowers. And that is going on all over the place. Sometimes it's on purpose, you know, like someone planted bulbs. Sometimes they're just wildflowers. Or wild grasses, yeah. Even the little clover flowers, which didn't quite happen this early in the season, are special in their own way. So Ollie was taking more and more walks. Every excuse he got, he was taking a walk, just to enjoy the flowers. He'd been walking along the route kind of over by the art museum, which is not far from his apartment, the, the, the BMA. And... Off on the sidewalk, right before you get to Harriet Tubman Grove, there was this beautiful just smatter of flowers. Um, most of the flowers there were little little white flowers. I don't remember what those are called. And then there were also a bunch of buttercups and some dandelions. But then right in the middle, well, not quite actually, a little bit off to the side, towards where the trees start, there was a tall purple flower, kind of a bright but not dark, if that makes sense, purple, like vibrant, but not a dark purple, like a light purple, but vibrant, um, with a yellow bit in the middle, I don't remember what that's called right now, and I always thought that was just great, this is just like one, you know, outlier flyer among this purple, among this field of yellow and white. And so, yeah, he was walking by, right, just enjoying that sight. But then, the second or maybe the third time he walked by, it seemed like that flower was a different height than it had been before. And that was odd. Couldn't be certain, you know. He was he was looking at the colors of the flowers and the shapes of the flowers. He hadn't necessarily like really sat there and stared at the height of the flower. So this time he did. He walked over. He didn't want to step on the flower, so he didn't get like right up next to it. But it seemed like it was about the same height as as Ollie was, which is to say, you know, two and a half feet off the ground. You know, it kind of depends on how Ollie's standing, how high he is, because he's an octopus. But the flower, in any case, was about two feet off the ground. So really, you know, pretty tall for a flower. It's like, all right, well now I've got, now I'm curious, now I've got to come back. So we went back the next day. And now he was sure because it was much shorter. It was like a foot tall, something like that. And that was weird. 
So next time he came back by, and it was back to being like two feet tall again. And at this point, all I started just taking pictures with his phone. Because flowers don't do that. That's not a thing that flowers do, you know? That's, not, that's, that's weird. That's all I was staring at it, taking pictures. Over the course of about a week, he got all these pictures, and he realized that he hadn't been... You know, he's looking at some sort of pattern about why I'd be tall or short, tall or short. And what he realized as he looked at the photos, he thought maybe it was a trick of the light, you know, like if the sun was really high, it looked tall or something. Or like, you know, maybe the lower flowers, the, the white flowers and the butter buttercups, you know, maybe they kind of stand up tall in the middle of the day. But he realized, the point is, that in like the late morning, the flower was short. And then the afternoon and evening, it was tall. So then he went back in the early morning, and, and it was tall. He thought, all right, all right, I know what this is a case for. This is a case for a stakeout, an old-fashioned Only the Octopus stakeout. And I couldn't have picked a better week for a stakeout because the weather is beautiful. And Ollie's done a lot of stakeouts over the years, you know? He's climbed up on top of an exit sign and watched a dock, like a dock warehouse entrance. He's climbed on top of people's roofs and watched for werewolves. But here, all he had to really do was sit in the grass and start a flower. Yeah, but, you know, for, for me, for a lot of people, that kind of thing drives that kind of stillness. is maddening. But for Ollie, he's into that. He doesn't mind. Ollie doesn't mind stakeouts. It's a useful quirk of his personality for a detective. Be very, very patient. So he got himself a couple of books and he got a thermos of coffee and he went out there and he figured if it was tall in the early morning, then short in the late morning and tall again in the evening, that maybe if he went there in the early morning, he might be able to see what's making it change heights. So if he got there at like five in the morning, sat down. It wasn't even it wasn't even light enough yet to read his book actually. So he just sat there and oh he brought some snacks too. You know, like a granola bar or you know an apple. In any case, yogurt. And he read his book. Well, not until you know it was fully done. He didn't read his book until then. And he watched. And right about six thirty in the morning he heard a little scratching noise over by that area. And then he saw something that he absolutely 100% did not expect to see. Because in a square, in the flowers, a square with that purple flower at the center, it lifted up. It lifted up and there were four... <coughs> cylindrical posts at each of the four corners of the square. As it lifted up, 
there was a little person. It was an elevator. I couldn't hear the mechanical sound, but there was a lady, a very small lady, like a like a gnome, that emerged from this little elevator. When it was fully up, it made a kind of little entrance of about, I don't know, a foot and a half high or so. And Ollie noticed that the flower, it was on like a plug of soil. Like there was the elevator at the top of the elevator, and then there was, you know, soil, and then there was the flowers and the grasses. And all I noticed now that the, the purple flower that he was there to watch was short again. But of course, the more interesting thing was this elevator and a gnome. And the gnome, without making a big deal of it, just quietly exited the elevator. And with the nimbleness and gingerness of step that only a gnome can accomplish, she walked through the flowers without even crushing a single one. You wouldn't even have known that she was there. And she reached into her pocket, rustled around up there, and the elevator made its way down. And then she went over and she adjusted the flower. And off she went. No, I thought, well, that was the strangest. That is not, I didn't know what I expected, all I thought, but that was not it. All I debated his tactics. He could try and trigger the elevator himself and investigate. He could do nothing and wait for the gnome to come back. But the gnome looked harmless enough, so he thought, why be secretive? There's nothing criminal going on here. I'm just going to ask. So he put his coffee, you know, put it away, put it in a little bag, and went walking up after the gnome, who was just walking on the sidewalk, walk like there was no big deal. Now, this was still very early, so no one was really out. Now he can walk very quietly when he wants to, and he did. He didn't want to sneak up on the gnome exactly. He didn't want to scare the gnome. But he also knew that sometimes, you know, various fey creatures like gnomes don't like the attention of regular human folks, and they might, she might scamper off if she knew someone was coming. So I made a wide swoop around. And indeed, the gnome person, when she saw Ollie come around the side, started and stood still, pretended to be a statue. I said, it's okay. It's okay. Look, I'm not a normal human. I'm a talking octopus. We're both unusual. I know you're not a statue. I saw you come out of the ground. I'm, I'm a, I, I, I don't mean you any harm. The gnome said, well, okay. You clearly have seen me, so, you know, that cat's out of that bag. What, uh, I don't, it's not, I'm not a leprechaun. I don't have gold to give you. I said, no, no, I don't need any gold. I was just, I, I was curious about the flower. Oh, that stupid flower. It's the, I love it. It's pretty, but it's the, it's, it's, it, it's always falling down. It's always slipping down into the, the flower is, you want to know why the flower moves? I said, yeah, I do. Yeah, now I'm working on that, but the flower is how I trigger the elevator when I'm inside. It's a little button on the bottom of the flower. It's not a real flower. It's a fake flower. It's the control for the elevator. 
on the but when you got out of the elevator, yeah, I have a remote in my pocket, but the remote doesn't work when you're inside because the sensor's on the outside. It's a whole thing. Um, I'm sorry if I if you were expecting a more magical resolution, but no, the 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 flower slips down. I said, but why does it go back up? Oh, air pressure. Tell you what, you seem like a nice enough dude. As long as you promise not to tell anybody what you saw, that you saw me, that you saw this elevator. If you meet me here at dusk, I would love to have you in for a cup of tea. How's that sound? I said, all right, that sounds great. My name's Ollie. And my name is Mehidabel. Nice to meet you. I'll see you at dusk. Her name, but Mehidabel. Well, I was excited at this point. He made a new, strange friend. He was going over for tea. He could hardly think of anything else the whole day. And he made, made it. Sure, but you know, I was talking octopus, so. Uh, about seven inches tall. Mehidabel is about seven inches tall. Okay, shh, 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 just use your imagination. Just stop now. Stop now. Just use your, yeah, about that. Okay, now it's time to stop with the questions. Shh, okay, okay. I know this character is interesting. I'm glad you're excited, but please be quiet now. This is a bedtime story. Elsa, we're not doing that right now. Seven inches, about this high. Told you how high the head bell is. Elsa, calm. Anyway, so at dusk, Ollie was there, waiting, ready. And sure enough, out from the woods this time came the bell. And she had a little bag, groceries, Ollie assumed. And she said, Oh, here you are. You're very prompt. I said, Well, I've been sort of excited about this. All day long. I've never really properly met. Are you a gnome? Is that what you would, is that the right? Yeah, yeah, gnome is right. Yep, yep, that's, that's, that's a nice term. Well, and she reached into her pocket and pressed the button and the elevator slowly rose. And as it rose, the, uh, you know, the flower moved around and wiggled a little bit. So, and so what happens is when I'm standing on the elevator, going down, there's like a pressure change and it pushes the flower up. Uh, it doesn't, there's not a pressure change when I'm not in the elevator for some reason. I don't know. I haven't figured it all out. I'm a pretty good mechanical engineer, but hydraulics is not really my thing. Anyway, would you like to join me for a cup of tea? I said, I would love to. And he got into the elevator, and she reached up, and she... How did he get into the elevator? Just walked into the elevator. Well, he's, he's you know, he's, he's, he's always not, yeah, always not that big. Don't worry about it. Shh, shh, stop, girls. Come on. Don't worry about it. You got it. Stop. Elsa, sit. Sit. You're not helping. I know you're trying to help. It's not helping. It was, it was tight in the elevator. Don't get me wrong. It was tight, but there was room. Oh, it's not that big. It's an octopus. And down he went. Down into the elevator. And you heard a little ka-chunk as the roof sort of stayed up there. And he went down for what felt like 30 feet. And he asked me, like, how far down is this? Said, oh, um, it's 15 fetlocks. 
Oh, I said fetlocks. Yeah, I don't use, yeah, I know y'all use like meters and feet stuff, but sorry, I use no measurements. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty deep though. Pretty deep, I try to be secret. Plus all the way down here is where the steam pipes are. And so in the winter, especially, it's important to stay warm. And down in there, there was this beautiful cavern. I mean, it was snug because the head of L is only seven inches tall and she didn't need tall spaces. It was also fine for Ollie because he's not that big either. But there was everything you might need in a little city in the little apartment in the city. There was a kitchen and a couch and a bedroom and a bathroom and a living room where Ollie and Mehidabel sat and had tea and talked about all the strange things that a talking octopus and a city-dwelling gnome might get up to. And that is the story of the mysterious size-changing flower.